Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me, as always, is my good friend from down under, and he's going to watch Star Wars before you. His name is Wade. Hey, Wade, tell us how privileged you are. I don't know what to say. I, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Super privileged is all you have <laughs> to say. <laughs> I just, I just saying for a long time, movie theaters and studios were like, we're going to release our movies in America because America yeah. is the greatest. And then they were like, you know what? Americans will watch our movies anyway. We're going to make other countries feel special by releasing our films in their countries first. So we're going to do Age of Ultron in England four days before we release it in America. And we're going to do Star Wars the last Jedi two days in us before in America and release it in Australia before. I'm very it's upset not about that. They this. want to make other countries feel special. It's that other countries are special. Oh, and it's that America isn't right. So America has to wait. Okay. I'm just saying for a long time, America was the bee's knees. Because you know who makes all of the great movies? America. Uh, Japan. Come on. Do you know what country is making the Star Wars movie? America. So? It's set in a galaxy a long, like, far, far away. Long time ago. Right. America doesn't exist in, yeah. the, in the world. So you've got to give it to the best places on Earth first. Mm, I don't like this plan. <laughs> nope. Okay. What are you going to do about it? I reject it out of hand. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I'm going to complain bitterly. <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, anyway, I do have my tickets. I am going to see it before the next pod so we can talk about it. It'll be fine Good. as far as the podcast is concerned. But tomorrow I'm just going to sit at work and just be fuming over the fact that you're watching amazing X-Wing battles and I have to be testing software. It's not fair. <laughs> you could just call in sick to work, get a last minute flight. You might make it here on time. Didn't we say tickets to Australia were like $3,000? <laughs> I didn't say it was a practical solution. But it was a solution. Yeah. It is a solution. It is a solution, yes. It is a solution. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> you can <gonna> do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, fine is I'm, I'm, I'm resigned to my fate. That's all. Here's the problem. Okay. You're going to have to stay off the internet <laughs> For at least a day and a half, because mm -hmm. once the public get their hands on it, it's going to be Spoiler City. Mm. Or do you think you've curated your little corner of the internet well enough that nobody will spoil it for you? Well, my little corner of the internet is Americans. <laughs> okay. So Setting the bar real low. <laughs> yes, it's a very low bar to get onto my corner of the internet. So I think we have a general agreement. We don't always get along, but I feel like Americans will get to the point where we say, I know those other countries are going to try to spoil us. And even if I accidentally get spoiled, I'm not going to spoil it for my fellow brethren in suffering. And so they won't do it. I don't think that's true. All right. Well, let's place a bet. We, I will bet you $1.50 that I, I don't get spoiled before I see The Last Jedi. And it's, it's going to be an honor system because there's really no way for you to check this. <laughs> So, but how about this? If I get spoiled, I'm going to be so mad. I'm not going to be able to pretend, right? <laughs> that is true. But here's yeah. the thing. If I take this bet, I am in then incentivized to spoil you. For $1.50, yes. <laughs> I mean, US, that's like $2.30 here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
okay, yes, fine. It's, it's like <laughs> it's like two thirty. <sighs> I mean, yes, if you want if you want to win so bad to get your two thirty, you can absolutely sabotage this bet. That is true. Actually, no, you can't because I don't really know how you would. Well, okay, I can think of ways you could do this, even if I was ready for it. <laughs> I'll send you a, like a cheese submission email, and then instead it'll just you know be an email filled with what happens. It'll be all the key plot points because you'll open it being like, "Oh, cheese," and then ah. I know, but once it's clear it's a spoiler, I'll stop reading. So you could like spoil one or two things for me, but you couldn't make a whole email full of it. Any spoiler is a spoiler. Yeah. We're not a technicality. Yes. No, exactly. But I'm saying I wouldn't... Like, hey, if did I was you, you know I wouldn't waste movie? my time. <laughs> spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Yeah, it is. not a spoiler at all. No, it's not. It's a sequel to a movie where Ray is the main character and she doesn't die at the end of the first movie. It would be a spoiler to say she's not in this movie. That would be the spoiler. Hmm. Ah! Right? Hmm. That'd be amazing. If <laughs> they spent all this time speech. setting up Ray. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, she couldn't, she couldn't make it to this. <laughs> no, no, that no. Would be... the, the opening scene, she's like trying to hand Luke's lightsaber back to him. Yeah. And he pulls out his and kills her. Like, who the hell are you? Oh, oh man, that'd be incredible. I would, I would respect the movie so much if they'd unexpected deaths or something. I just respect the crap out of when it comes to media. Mm. If you can kill someone that you've been like, if you just game of Thrones, it right. Mm. Where you set up an individual or a family or whatever to be the heroes and the protagonists, and then just absolutely murder them and make them go through terrible, terrible things for your show. Then I appreciate it. So very, very much. So speaking of killing off characters, Mm-hmm. I've been watching The Expanse, Ooh. and I'm trying to think here if I've talked about The Expanse on the podcast. You say that I have. Mm-hmm. You have. All right. So, so what do you want to talk about then? I mean, I don't remember what I talked about. What did I say about it? I don't know. You told Mr. me to watch it. Remembers, <laughs> remembers everything. You said it was good and that I should watch it. Like That's, that's the takeaway. That was the extent of it? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, in that case... I will say that they do an incredible job of just killing characters you don't expect to die. I hope that's not too much of a spoiler because I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to say it does a fantastic job of making you feel like this character is a main character, really getting you invested into them, and then boop, they're gone. And the reason this is great is because nobody is safe. Nobody is safe at that point. Right? Am I right about this? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it feels like nobody's safe. But is there any characters that have stuck around from episode one and are still alive now? Yeah, but I don't expect them to survive past the episode I'm currently watching. But they've survived every episode since. Statistically, they're more likely to keep surviving. Yeah, hundred percent. There is a certain level at which this person's been alive for two whole seasons. I mean, I don't. I would not be surprised if who I think is the main character of the show ends up killed in the very next episode that I watch. I'm not kidding about this. Who's the main character? Joe? Uh, Jim. Yeah, his name's Jim or Jimmy or something? Well, there's Joseph and James. I'm, I'm on Wikipedia, and it's like... Oh. Thomas James yeah. is Joseph, Joe, Alor... Al- I can't pronounce that word. Miller? Right, right. That's Miller. He is the other one that might be... Jim Holden? He's the other guy? The Earth yeah. Captain? Yeah. Yeah, Holden. Anyway, so what I'm saying... I mean, again, you have, Wiki- you have Wikipedia or IMDb in front of you, so you know how many episodes they survive. I'm just saying... It's done a good job throughout the first whatever 
of the series making me feel like there's a good chance that they could die. And part of it is it's a space show, but it's not comfy, friendly space like Star Trek The Next Generation or even Star Wars to a certain extent. It's like there is a ever-present threat that space will kill you. Right. So it's closer to like Firefly. Yeah, it's a lot closer to Firefly. And even I'd say it goes further than Firefly. I mean, it's something like 200 years in the future. Mm-hmm. So we've colonized Mars and we've colonized, like, kind of colonized the asteroid belt. We harvest it for resources. And so we're far enough along that we're pulling that off, which is like, okay, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not so far enough away that it's just people are flying around and suddenly something fails and oh crap, they're all dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's terrifying. It is real bad. And there's just a consistent. Uh, problem with having enough air and having enough water for these people who are living and working on the asteroid belt. And it's just, I don't know, I just appreciate a show that makes space seem inhospitable and dangerous and scary because I don't think enough space films do that. Obviously, there are a lot, right? Yeah, I think about it. The Martian, it, like, that did a good job of showing space as being not friendly, but that's kind of set in present day. So, Yes and no, right? right? The people on the on the big old ship were never in danger at any point. Yeah, no, they didn't have they a problem. Can, yeah. No, they can fly clear the crap to Mars and back three times, and they never, ever, ever, ever are in danger of anything wrong happening. Mm. So, yes, the lone person on Mars, bad times. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to argue with that. No, he had a great time. Him and his potatoes. <laughs> and his potatoes, he was dipping in Vicodin at the end. That was such a great moment. <laughs> Second, I'm dipping them in Vicodin because who's going to tell me no? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's great. Love the Martian. So yeah, good example. Kind of a good example and kind of a bad example at the same time. Anyways, anyway, I just, I love The Expanse. What's funny about it is one of my coworkers told me to watch it a couple years ago when it was new. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's on the sci-fi network. The sci-fi network sucks. And I didn't even bother trying. And then he, I mean, got a new job and it's been two years. Like it's been a really (laughs) long time. But I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I love it. And I texted him and said, hey, Derek, you were totally right two years ago. How is it you can remember that he told you that, like to watch it two years ago, but you can't remember that we've already talked about this show? Because he, okay, so here's how you develop long-term memories is through repetition Mm-hmm. And he probably told me to watch it once a day for like six months. <laughs> okay, okay, so once a day for six months, I'm going to send you the entire collective show notes for every podcast. I'm just going to oh. send them to you every day. And you'll be like, okay. oh, this is what we've talked about. Huh. And then I can keep up on it. I, th- I like this idea. It sounds like a lot of work for you, Wade, but... Well, no, I just make one big list and then I control C, control V, send. All right, deal. If no, you're not going to complain I'm, about I'm it. not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Two reasons. Aww. Two reasons I'm not going to do that. It would actually be a lot of work compiling that list every week. Ah, we're uh, adding to it. And secondly, because not everything we talk about gets linked in the show notes. Oh yes, it might get missed. So anyway, the Expanse, wonderful. I mean, it's it's high quality acting and it's high quality special effects. And I was just like, where did this show come from? And I can't figure it out. It is by far the best thing I've ever watched on sci-fi although part of it is they branded themselves seafy yeah like literally they call themselves seafy which i think is the dumbest thing well, they, ever they, they pronounce it as seafy yeah Ugh. 
They do. I mean, okay, so when I say they've rebranded, I just mean they've they said, hey, guys, it's the same name, but we're at Sifi now. And we're like, wait, what? Why? It just is. No. No, 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 no. I know. Don't do it, guys. Uh, why? Why? Why would you do such a thing? <sighs> so, yes, The Expanse. Good times. You should check it out. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel bad because I've given you so much homework over the over the months we've been doing this. but And you refuse to do any that I set you. Lies. So many lies. What are you talking about? Uh, I watched Boondock Saints. Okay, that's one movie. One movie. Good. Yeah. And, and how many things have you sent me? 17. That would not be an inaccurate statement. Probably not. No. You have to, eventually at some point, you're just going to have to sit down and roll, watch something that I recommend. I mean, again, right? What do you mean again? Boondock Saints. You're not going to sit down and watch that twice, are you? Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You just said at some point you need to sit down and watch something I tell you to watch. And it makes it sound like I've never done this at all in my whole life, which is not true. Okay, you've done it once. Is it really just once? I can't prove otherwise. We certainly don't have any recorded evidence. No, that's true. We don't. Guess I'll just have to take your word for it. I'll be your moral compass, Falcon. <laughs> I do need one of those. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> Speaking of moral compasses, wait, this is not a this is not a good segue. Let's talk about the devil. Yay! I was going to talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Bitcoin. I remember first hearing about the Bitcoin back in oh golly, two thousand and how long ago? About four years ago now. Okay. 2014-ish, 2013-ish. And I said, well, that's silly. What is this cryptocurrency? This will never last. And did not invest in it, period. Didn't do it. Should have done it. And then, I know, should have done it. And then about 18 months ago, one of my subscribers sent me a donation through Bitcoin mm. and sent me $5 worth of Bitcoin. And it was 0 0.008 of one Bitcoin. <laughs> and I was like, sweet man, thanks. And I hung on to it because I was like, this is kind of a fun novelty thing. And now it's worth $175. <laughs> Man, time to cash out. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of feeling to see how far it can go. <laughs> here's, here's the problem. I know how you work at this point. You're going to wait and see how high it can go. Mm -hmm. uh, but that'll be yesterday. And then you'll be like, oh man, yesterday it was worth like $360. Yesterday, now it's worth nothing again. Yes, very true. I fully anticipate that is what's going to happen. But I don't know, it was five bucks. And it's not even like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel differently about this than I do other money. And I don't know what it is. Cash it out and send that subscriber a shirt. <laughs> what was funny is I talked about that on the, uh, the, gauntlet. On the gauntlet stream. Mm -hmm. And the guy who sent me the five bucks was in the chat. I was like, what What are the odds? I had no idea this dude's even still around. He doesn't hardly comment at all hmm. on my videos, and he, he never has. But hmm. he was there. He was there that day. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Send him a shirt and use the rest to buy pies. Because oh, is... you'll basically only get those two things from that one Bitcoin. Yes, that is correct, which makes me sad. <laughs> Speaking of pies... Uh, yes. It's in Philadelphia Stadium or something like now. I sent you a link. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The other day. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. Who lost their quarterback, but we'll save that for the NFL in a minute. <laughs> quarterback, I think I know that position. 
Mm-hmm. He's the one that... He's the one with, like, the catches mitt, yeah? He stands behind the bat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. He swings the cricket bat. <laughs> I mean, I know what cricket is. I know you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've talked about this. Cricket is impermeable. Yeah, so they're going to have pies in... How far away is Philadelphia from where you are? Super far away. It's like the other side of the country. I mean, it's probably 1,800 miles. Only 1,800? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Philadelphia, bit of ways. But, I mean, pies. Uh, okay. Pies. T- to be fair, they're 4 and 20 pies, which are frozen store-bought pies you can get at, like, a supermarket. They're okay, yes. but they're not brilliant. No. Can't imagine it. But the funny part that the article you sent me, for those who have not read it, because why would you, is that the point of the article is Americans don't know how to eat meat pies, the silly gooses. They try to use a knife and a fork. What's wrong with them? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> point and laugh at America. Yes. Uh, okay, so who's the guy in the video? Do you know who that person is? He's like something to do with the sports or something. <laughs> as far as you know. Yes, something to do with sports. Don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm bad short-term memory. Remember, I'm going to try to pull up the list. Okay, so basically, the-, the problem is it's very clearly a like promotional video that he puts out. It's like a Twitter video or whatever, and it's just so annoying that it's clearly just being like, "Hey, you need to hit these two talking points, and then eat the damn pie," and they couldn't have included somewhere in those instructions, don't use a knife and fork. Correct. They could not have. Ugh. I do like that the Queensland police responded to him. <laughs> Very snarkily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really fantastic. And I'll have you know that the meat pies I have eaten in South Africa, I definitely used my hands like God intended. Mm-hmm. And just picked it up and just took a big old bite, and it was a good, great experience. Good, good. I even remember eating them for breakfast. Good, good. Good bre- good breakfast meat pie. It was hearty. Mm-hmm. I had a meat pie for breakfast yesterday. There you go. Mm-hmm. See? Of course, I also had South Africans to teach me how to do it, because I think maybe if I'd just been faced, one on my own, faced with one on my own, I would not have known what to do. Sure, I guess. It's entirely, entirely possible. Yeah. Yep. Mm, mm. pies. I'm actually not feeling... I was going to say this is making me hungry, but it's not. So I had like three pieces of pizza for dinner, and I am feeling the pizza, so... I took a nap when I got home. Well, mm. I, I got home from work whenever the shops had lunch with my roller. But that was, you know, umpteen... Well, umpteen. Like seven hours ago at this point, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I got home from that, took a nap. And then I woke up, and I was like, I'm kind of hungry again. And I was like, I should order food. And then I looked at the time and I'm like, I don't have time to have food delivered because it'll be arriving in the middle of the podcast and I wouldn't be able to eat it. But I know I could smell it if I did. That would be torture. Don't do that. Yeah. So I didn't. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Good thinking ahead. So you're starving. Uh, I'm a little hungry, but I've got a, a nice coffee. Yeah. So you're starving, but you're not being tortured by the smell of food. Exactly. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Could be worse. All right. Let's go back to Bitcoin. Yeah. What are you oh, going yeah. to do with this Bitcoin? I guess we could have. I told you I'm going to sit on it and see how high it ever possibly gets. And then when it crashes, I will laugh. <laughs> and if it doesn't crash, I win. It's a win <laughs> situation. 
<laughs> yeah, but you, you're just going to be sitting there waiting for it to crash no matter what. So no matter how high it gets, you're just never going to cash it out. If it gets to $10 million. <laughs> $10 million for 0.008 of a Bitcoin. I forget how many zeros it is, but yes. Yeah. That, that, you're going to be waiting a while. Yeah, I know. It'll probably crash and burn and then slowly build its way back up and then crash and burn eight or nine times before that happens. I mean, at this point, I can't quite decide if I expect it to just crash to zero and stay there forever. Hmm. But then there's the fact that it is the preferred way to pay for super legal stuff, and that's not going to change. So it's going to maintain. Yeah. Really? I did not know this. You didn't know that? No, no. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's the way for people to buy drugs and weapons and, like... Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because it's not traceable. Because well, nothing about it can trace back to you at all. No, no, no. That's that's entirely not true, though. Because okay. it's the, the, the whole point of it is the fact that it's cryptocurrency is all the transactions are tracked and logged. Right? That's the way that works. I remember... But there's um, nothing identifying is the thing. Well, I mean, if you knew the account, like who owned the accounts that were listed, yeah. it would it would be. So, like your account's private, sure. But uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Total Biscuit was mentioning on Twitter that there was a show match that was played for bitcoins. Yeah, and then I remember that they were able to see that it was entirely possible that they had you know, match fixed it or whatever to be like, hey, if you let me win, I'll give you half the Bitcoins because you could easily see in the logs that they'd gotten the Bitcoin and then sent half to someone else because hmm. they knew the account who got it, but they didn't know who they sent it to. So they could have just purchased something or more likely they had sent it off the Bitcoin to the other player. Interesting. It, 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 it might not have actually happened. It might have been like a hypothetical Hypothetical. Thing. As a yeah. way to stop match fixing, because apparently all that stuff you can just look up in the blockchains or something about where the money ends up. I hear what you're saying, but I'm pretty sure the Bitcoin is used for super black market stuff because it's not traceable. Hang on. Oh, wow. Five billion in Australian dollars has been transferred in the last hour. Of Bitcoin. That's a lot of that's a lot of Australian dollars. Yeah, I think that's like worldwide just converted to Australian. I don't think that's... Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I follow. Sixty-eight billion in Australian dollars in the last twenty-four. You can buy well, bitcoins um, from twelve hundred locations in Australia. Find a location near me. Physical locations? Huh. Apparently. There's. I know there's a Bitcoin ATM at a game store in Salt Lake that I've heard about. Okay. But that's the only one I'm aware of anywhere near where I am. Bitcoin addresses don't have a name assigned to them. Well, there's one like across the road from where I live. That's cool. It's a news agency. I can buy Bitcoin at a news agency. That's really seems super random, but okay. Yeah, that's really strange. Well, okay. And I guess we're kind of burying the lead here, but... As you may or probably have definitely heard, Bitcoin is trading at like 19,000 US dollars per Bitcoin right now. Mm -hmm. And even if you had started investing three months ago, your investment would have like quintupled since then. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely growing at rates that are appear to be completely unsustainable 
Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know. I just I would have said it two years ago. I would have said it's going to crash very soon. And a year ago, I would have said it's going to crash very soon. And six months ago, I would have said it's going to crash very soon. But none of these things are true. Yeah. So at what point do we just say, all right, maybe this is the reality. Maybe it's, it is what it is. And it's not going to have some crazy Great Depression stock market crash. I don't know. I, okay. So the reason why it's very strange that the, the price is going up and up and up is that the mining of them has gone down yeah. and down and down. Yes, because it's designed that way. It's designed to be hard, very hard to mine the more People Bitcoin there it. is. Yeah. And there's a maximum amount of Bitcoin that can be mined as well. Yes. So, so there's a cap. Yep. Yeah, looking at the Bitcoin website, we've already mined 75% of the total. Which, Correct. judging by the graph, the total would be about 22 million or something. Yep, it is. It's about 22. That's what I read. For reference, 4 million mined in the last four years. And then by comparison, the four years previous, it was 15 million. So right. from 2008 to 2012, it was 15 million, and then that basically slashed by thirds, or by fifths. Yes, you know what I mean? yeah. that's the math. I do. Uh huh. So yeah, there are some built-in ways that it doesn't just keep going up and up, and it's going to have to settle down at some point, because all the Bitcoin will be mined. It will be mm. done. It will be a finite amount of coin available. Mm-hmm. So for that reason alone, I think it might settle down. But again, I would not be shocked if it if my $5 Bitcoin is a $0 section of Bitcoin very soon. I don't know. I don't know. Investing is hard, turns out. Yeah. Turns out it's real <laughs> hard. There are some things you can do to make investing surprisingly simple, but yeah. For instance, if there are any video game companies that are publicly traded like EA, not that I would recommend getting into EA at this point, but <laughs> if you know that they've got a big game coming out, you'll see a bump on when the game launches like the stock mm-hmm. price will go up so you can buy at a relatively low point and then just sell after whenever the next big game comes out yeah you can track that because they they basically schedule their game releases so you've got a date yeah <laughs> it's nice oh man speaking of ea <laughs> so we've ranted about microtransactions and ea on the pod before right i feel like we have it's entirely possible but if you'd like to do it again that's only 2.99 yeah, two ninety nine per minute rent. Yes. Uh, all right. So everyone's like down with EA. They're introducing microtransactions into Star Wars games and the FIFA games, and it's just it ruins the game, and we hate it. Okay, so that's what gamers are saying. But did you know that in two thousand and twelve, EA was making twelve million dollars a year in video game sales, which was really nice. Hmm. But then they introduced microtransactions in their FIFA franchise. And last year, they made $85 million in money, the bulk of which comes from microtransactions in FIFA. $85 million, or was it 850 Was it that much more? My math is way off. Because uh, I remember you telling me this while we were playing The Division the other day, and I could have sworn... Oh, that's, you, that's what it was. I could have sworn you said 850 I will find this. Hang on. Give me two seconds. I'm going through. That's just that. There's that. Here it is. Here it is. Net revenue uh, is expected approximately to be 910 to 950 million for the first fiscal quarter of 2012. There it is. Wait, wait, wait. 2012. Yeah. So that was the year they introduced the microtransactions. I'm pretty yes. sure to FIFA. It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I found. Here it is. Um, 
In 2012, EA made $76 million, and in 2017, they made $976 million. That's it. $800 million comes from FIFA, according to this article. Yeah. So the point is, yes, gamers, you can rant all you want about microtransactions are ruining the game, but all they're hearing is the giant, giant swimming pools of money that are being built in their backyards. Yeah. That's that's what it is. That's the language that they speak. And you can say you hate it, but enough people are doing this at huge numbers mm -hmm. that it's going to keep happening. I'm sorry. Because the problem is EA somehow managed to get their hands on a lot of popular franchises. And yes. when, when you go whale hunting, you mm -hmm. don't... Even if you only get 1%, 1% of 6 million players is still 60,000. 60,000 people give you a million... Like, just start dumping money in your microtransactions and it doesn't matter how many copies of the game you sold because that's irrelevant. Yes, it becomes entirely irrelevant. They, If they only sold 20 copies and they make their $300 million off of it, they don't care. Exactly right. Yeah, so, I mean, for everyone who thinks, hooray, the, number, the sales numbers on EA or on Battlefront 2 are down, congratulations, they're still going to make all the money off of that game because of the microtransactions and they will keep doing this. It's, just, it's sad. The fact that sales are down for Battlefront 2 is still a good thing, right? Yeah. If, sale, if sales were up, it would be a positively bad thing. But it's no different. EA is not going to look at it and say, oh no, we only sold 60% as many copies as we thought we would. But look at these giant barrels of money they keep sending to the office. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? I know what you mean. Okay. But when your first game sold 2 million sales within a week and this one hits you know half a million in a week that is a data point that tells you you're doing something wrong <laughs> right even if but you're I... ea because it's star wars and they do not own the rights to the franchise the franchise only gets licensed out when the sales make money because uh -uh. i very much doubt that disney makes money off the microtransaction really I, I would be surprised. I would. I it's bet. their. It's their intellectual property. Yeah, you I, think their attorneys are so stupid that they said, "Yes, EA, you can take our franchise, our intellectual property, and make a video game with it." And microtransactions. We don't want any of that money. None. That's crazy to me. Hold on. I'll look something up. Um, All right. Because if Disney had licensed them the franchise before 2012. I don't think Disney owned Star Wars before 2012, did they? I don't know. That, that's another thing. Um, Disney. Okay, so I'm seeing a Polygon article in 2013 for Disney and EA sign rights. So it's entirely possible that there might be agreement in there, but I would not be surprised if they you know, had licensed it out and, you know, before microtransactions were on anyone's radar because it's mainly a mobile market they probably might not even consider because they're like we're not interested in mobile gaming mm, i would just be shocked if disney's attorneys who are some of the most bloodthirsty and fiercest lawyers on planet earth didn't have a contract signed for each game each instance of the intellectual property used by ea that disney owns if they didn't sit down and hammer out the details every time and if EA said, we're going to have microtransactions, Disney said, we want a piece of that. Well, here's why I don't think that. Because when all the hubbub came out about Battlefront 2, Disney stepped in and told, hey, EA, stop it because you're getting government regulations on it. And uh, yeah. there, there was that guy that came out in Hawaii, made like a press statement being like, it's online gambling. And so EA uh, got shut down by Disney. 
They were like, yes. hey, solve this. We don't want our franchise associated with gambling. With gambling. We're, we're serious about this. Yeah. 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 So if they were cool with it, they wouldn't have stepped in because they know they'll make a boatload of money. Yeah. So they are more concerned with their reputation of being a family-friendly company than yes. they are with a boatload of money. Yep, they are. But what I'm saying is I don't think they care about the sales numbers and the oh. money. Do you see what I'm saying? If gambling didn't enter into it and all EA said was, what up? We sold 60% of what we sold of the first Battlefront and Disney was like, well, how much money did we make? And they said eight times as much money. Disney's like, cool, we're down. Well, I think it's where it just comes down to the points of the contract where it's like, do they only make a portion of game sales? Because it's entirely feasible that that's what they did bargain for, which I clearly don't know. But if they said, hey, you give us the property for Star Wars and we sell, like, our, all our games sell, like, 2 million copies each, you'll make $200 million for basically doing nothing. And they said, cool. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sneaky transactions. And then EA makes more money. I would not be surprised. Again, this is Disney. <laughs> Disney is the company that goes into preschools and says, you painted a picture of Mickey Mouse on your wall and we didn't approve it and we're going to shut down your preschool. Does that happen? This, yes, all the time. How does Disney know? Do they have cameras in preschools? I don't know. I don't know how they is find Mickey out. Is Mickey Mouse in a snitch? But when they find out, they shut it down. Disney is vindictive as hell. I'm just telling you, that's the Disney that I know. And the Disney that I know would sit down and say, tell me every single thing about your game. You're not sneaking microtransactions past us. I don't think they, well, they obviously weren't sneaking it past them because the entire game was basically built around having yeah. a microtransaction-based pay system like yep. in progression and all that. So I don't think they snuck it past them. I think they knew they were in there. They just had to react when it was like equated with gambling. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily care that it is what it is. But mm -hmm. once the public perception was that it is gambling and gambling could be associated with Disney in the public eye, they said, okay, we got to step in. That's all it is. It's just PR. You're probably right. Okay. I f I'm feeling I'm right about this. but And I don't know how we'd ever find out because... <laughs> I don't think this is stuff they make public public information. No. But maybe. I don't know. I'm going to send you a link. It's 33 seconds long. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yep. South Park is the greatest. South Park knows what's up. South Park is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a problem? <laughs> You do a great Mickey Mouse. Yep. Bingo. I love the uh, EA flag up above the couch on the left as he's walking out. <laughs> <sighs> it's very, very good. And yeah, if anybody has a pulse on what's going on in the industry, it's going to be the South Park guys. Those guys know everything somehow. Well, I mean, to be fair, South Park didn't make this video. They didn't? No, because that's a Well, parody. no, no, no. Yeah, yes. That's, that's a parody. Originally, that's Mickey Mouse beating up the Jonas Brothers. Right. But just the concept of Disney being a bloodthirsty shark of a company that will oh, absolutely yeah. beat the crap out of you. Mm. Disney. Good times. Have I ranted about how Disney is built on public domain and they want to change public domain law so it doesn't apply to them? Have I talked about that? You have not talked about that. All right. So it's a real quick story, but Disney built its 
reputation and its empire upon public domain. Mm. Upon taking stories like Cinderella and Snow White and well, reworking yeah. it. Brothers Grimm fairy tales, yeah. Yeah, all the um, Hans Christian Andersen stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Right? And making it their own and saying, you know, we can, do, we can take these characters and these stories because it's in the public domain and this is how this should work. And so once their stuff started getting into public domain, once Mickey Mouse started getting into public domain, they said, oh, no, someone's going to use our characters without us financially profiting from it. Whatever will we do? And the law used to be it was ugh, the, like the nine, nine plus, 70, plus years. 70 years. Yep. Yeah. And so they successfully argued in U.S. court that it should be the company that owns the intellectual property and once the company fails plus 70 years is when you can use it and it goes into public domain it is the scummiest thing a company has done okay maybe not the scummiest thing but it's up there like <laughs> top up, five it's up there. yeah <laughs> it's like, there's a um cgp great video on it called uh copyright forever less one day yep so that's how long the intellectual property lasts forever less one day exactly Oh, it makes me so mad. Disney sucks. Yeah. Really don't like those guys. Nah. And they made many the Cars reasons. movies, which are pretty bad. Yep. Uh, uh, depressing, depressing, depressing. There are some good things that can come out of Disney, though. Yeah. But, for instance, they're all kind of not directly Disney. For instance, Toy Story 3. Perfectly fine movie. Pixar. Yeah. Well... Dis Pixar. Yeah, Pix Pixar. Pixar. I'm not giving Disney any credit for any of the Toy Story movies. Well, I okay. refuse to do it. Okay. Fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Want to split hairs like that? Okay. But the best thing to come out of Toy Story 3, as my story was before it was rudely interrupted. Uh, <laughs> what? Who did that? Again. Somebody... You, you've you seen the movie, yes? Which one? Toy Story 3? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you know the scene where they're on the conveyor belt heading to the file? And they just accept their deaths, and it's the like the saddest, most affecting thing I've ever seen on a movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody had a pirated version, and they cut the movie to end there and, like, fade to credits? <laughs> <laughs> it's the oh, best thing ever. That would... Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> The numbers of the numbers of sobbing children is just. I believe they did show that to like it was like some brothers or something, and they showed it to their mother who broke down and cried for an hour. That's terrible. Uh, it's good though. It's really good. <laughs> it's Game of Thrones and Toy Story. It is. Oh, it is. And all your favorite characters were incinerated, but they were together, so it was okay. The end. <laughs> I mean, if you if you believe in a toy afterlife, of which you're giving me no indication such a thing exists. Yeah. <laughs> I heard there was um concept oh. for Toy Story 4 is like all the toys are sitting around in a room and they're talking and then they're like, oh crap, someone's coming in. Quick, play dead or whatever. And they go to like lifeless form. And yep. then the, the guy walking in is like a cameraman installer and he just installs a camera and they have to lay there still <laughs> for all eternity. <laughs> unmoving for the rest of all time yeah that's pretty good too i would not watch that movie no then there's the the logical progression of andy the teenager alone in his room and his toys 
watching his activities therein. Mm. Uh, probably not great for them either. They probably had to watch as he paid the microtransactions to EA. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine anything so horrible? Truly dreadful. Truly dreadful experience. They've seen some stuff, is all I'm saying. They had one of the worst things you can do with your computer is to sit there and watch progress bars or like loading bars. So he's sitting there at his computer waiting for like Steam to install a game and he's just watching the download bar slowly rise. But they have to lie there lifeless watching him watch a progress bar. I think that's even worse. That sounds like hell. That's really bad. Especially if it's one of those Microsoft progress bars where it goes backwards sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Or and where the S or the estimate goes from like six and a half minutes to two point seven hours. <laughs> like what are you what were you estimating the first time? <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> the first time we were just estimating the time it would take to estimate the actual estimate. Oh that makes a lot more I should read the fine print more often. <laughs> so speaking of microtransactions. Wait. DLC? Wait. I don't know. Do you want to talk about the division? Uh sure, we can talk about the division. Yay. And that how you refused to start Whoa. a new character so we would be at the same level. Whoa. I don't recall that discussion at all, but we've no, also that, established I don't have any short-term memory. That, that discussion didn't happen at all. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so, backstory. The Division, I saw a trailer for it three or four years ago, and I was blown away. It's just very pretty. The it's um like a basically New York City gets hit by some kind of a terrorist attack and everything is going to pot and you're part of the special elite force to go in and keep the peace and shoot bad guys basically that's how you keep the peace and <laughs> but it just it shows this firefight and you can shoot the side mirrors off of cars and it's just a level of fidelity that I hadn't really ever seen in a game before so I said oh mm -hmm. I'm gonna check this out and so then I bought it with a bunch of my friends at work and we played it a whole bunch and we got to level thirty together and it was fun. And then there was nothing else to do, and so we stopped. Mm -hmm. But then Wade was like, I don't know how this came up, but we both owned the game, Wade and I. I mean, this and came up when we had this exact same conversation last week. But yeah, go yes. on. Yes, yes, that's exactly what happened. So bottom line, Wade said, yeah, I played a bunch. And I said, oh, great. Well, it sounds like you have a pretty high-level character then. And so we found a time to play, and we logged on, and I was level 30, and I had all this super high level gear and Wade was level five. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I at some point had forgotten to mention I originally played on the Xbox. <laughs> right. And that I had and picked it up briefly on the PC, but did not feel like replaying a lot of the content at the time. And sadly, you can't transfer your characters from the Xbox to the PC, even though, why not? I, yeah, I don't know why not. Right? Because right. Ubisoft asking, hates us. Yeah, I'm not asking to transfer from the PlayStation to the PC. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> but come on! An Xbox is just a PC. It's made by the same stupid company as Windows. <sighs> yeah. It should be entirely possible. Are you Googling if it's possible now? That'd be great. No, there's something... Um, uh, it was Epic, the people that make Fortnite. They accidentally enabled crossplay with their game. Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this happened in like September. They accidentally enabled crossplay compatibility, which was something that was supposedly technically challenging to do. And it's like, no, it's basically no. flipping a switch, and Sony just doesn't want to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, 
anybody who tells you that it's really technically challenging to do is a giant liar. You should never trust them again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spoken like a true beta tester. True beta tester. Yes. No, but that's so annoying that they even said that at all. No, it's just they don't want to for reasons that I don't quite understand. I mean, I guess there is a certain level of, okay, eventually someone's going to give up in a group of friends and everyone's going to buy a PlayStation or everybody's going to buy an Xbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if but if you don't enable cross-platform gaming, then that never happens. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Super dumb. So anyway, so Wade was level 5 and I was level 30. And mm-hmm. so... We're like, well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> and what happens is it took your level and then <laughs> minus my level and then made that the enemy's level. So all the enemies were level 25. <laughs> yep. And, and I died in one shot every Wade time. died frequently. I died so many times, you got a commendation for picking up the same player 20 times. I did. I'm not sure all of those were you, but they probably were. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah, and so I'd be shooting the bad guys, been focusing real hard and using my sniper rifle, so my field of vision isn't great anyway. And then I'd hear Wade in my ear go, a little help, and I'd look over, and he'd just be like sprawled on the ground <laughs> <laughs> right next to me. Oh, yeah, right, hang on. And I'd revive him, and then 46 seconds later, he'd be dead. Uh, Wade. That's kind of the problem, when an enemy gives you an, like, an evil stare, and you die. <laughs> They cough were, in my direction because it's windy outside and I fall over. There were a couple times that seemed like they were 200 or 300 meters away and Wade died. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because they gave a really evil stare in that direction. And that was mm-hmm. it. That was it for Wade. He was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gave Wade more homework because that's what that's all I pretty much do on this podcast is tell him stuff to do when we're off the podcast. It's true. And told him to do some leveling in the division. And by golly, he is because he is a scholar and a gentleman. Yep, I'm now level 15. Yay! That's so much closer. So, much so if closer. we if we have the discs, so they're going to be level 22 or 23? I, I mean, I have a feeling they'll still be level 25. Oh. I don't think... I think it just... It takes... It's like, okay, we have a higher level player and a lower level player, so we'll just not set it at maximum. Like, I don't right. think... I think I could be 24, and it'll still be like level 25. Mm. That would be not as bad, though. I mean, there's really only one way to find out, though. We have to play. There it. is. Yep. Have to do it. Maybe after the podcast, we can hop on and check it out. Oh, yeah, sure. If you want to do it today, I can do that. Sure. You can do that. So then, the reason I know that Wade was playing without me is because I logged on to play without him. <gasps> you played without me? I did. I'm sure you saw that. No, I didn't. And it's just, you didn't? No, oh. I had no idea. I thought you were, like, waiting for me to, like, level up. Oh, that's funny. No, I hopped on. Oh, just, okay. to see, just to see, just to see if they'd added stuff since the last time I'd played, because there was really nothing to do but go in the dark zone, and that's PvP, so it sucked. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So it's like, here's a quest. Go to this new Camp Clinton mm-hmm. on the East Docks. It's a new area you've opened up, and I was like, all right, fantastic. So like, they did add some content. So I go there and I talk to this lady, and she says, well, it turns out in this part of the city. These different groups of bad guys are working together for some reason. We've got to find out what it is. I need you to take them down and answer the mystery. And I said, that's cool. So she said, go here. And I did. And then it said, and then as soon as I got there, it said, this is DLC. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> you waited until I hoofed my butt clear across the stupid. C- okay, a lot of it was fast <laughs> travel. But I got all the way across the city 
and was all hyped and all stoked to do the thing. And then you said, that'll be $10. And I said, out of principle, screw you, good sir. And I turned around and went home. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. I know. It, Isn't it, it evil? It's a dick move. It is. It really is. <sighs> I mean, I get why they do it. Because there was a part of me that was like, this looks like a lot of fun. I want to do it. You should just pay the money. But then, no. The other part of me was much louder. If we're still having fun when I get to your level, I will give you $10 as a Christmas present to buy that expansion. And we can play it together. Does that sound fair? <laughs> Deal. Deal? Okay. Deal. We'll do it. Anyway, the vision's fun. It's really fun. It's um, it's a lot of shooting people who are probably just looting to survive. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. I feel bad about that, but headshots are headshots. At the moment, I come across two enemies. Like, there's the guys who go out and loot corpses because it's, you know, they need to, to survive, like you said. No, and they're evil. No, they're just smart. <laughs> they took a gun because it's New York. You're out on the streets just randomly shooting people, and if you're me, dogs, birds, and rats. Ooh, I don't know if you should have said that on the podcast. Look, they're plague carriers, okay? You shoot dogs, man. <laughs> people will not take kindly you, to this. They don't care you, if they have the plague. You you didn't have a problem with it until I did it in front of you. That's true. <laughs> then there was this unrealized visceral reaction to seeing you <laughs> shoot a dog. This poor dog just, like, trotting happily down the street. Do, 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 do. He attacked me. And then, no, he did not. Dogs do not attack you. They may growl at you a little bit. I was offended, so I shot him in the face. Man. And this dog just goes blimp. It's very true. I didn't even know you could shoot the animals. That's how much I was not shooting the animals when I played by myself. <laughs> I played the beta and it was like the first thing I did. <laughs> You're like, hey, can you shoot the animals? You can! Hooray! <laughs> the first thing I did with my mate was we both got buckshot shotguns. It was like, alright, we're gonna wait, run around till we find a flock of birds that fly off and see how many we can get. <laughs> <sighs> Rats, I'm okay with killing. Rats are established gross creatures that do carry the plague. Rats are harder to hit than dogs. They are, because they're smaller and faster. And the dogs get rabies. Like, you gotta put those down. But again, they don't try to bite you. They might. Nope. They never... Look, corpses never try to bite you. True. Unless they're zombies. True. Yep. Uh, look, okay, I don't kill every dog I see. Okay. Not all only because only because it'd be too much work. No. Be honest. No, I have <laughs> unlimited pistol ammo. It would be no work. Oh. Fine, <laughs> fine. You show some restraint in not killing friendly animals. What was I talking about before I mentioned that I murder animals? Uh, you're gonna buy me the DLC? Mm, after that. After that, I don't know. I thought it just came down to shooting animals. No, it was something mm. I was gonna say. Oh, well. it, couldn't have, it couldn't have been important. Not even remotely. Oh, boy. I can hear you clicking over there. What are you doing? I'm looking up, can you kill the dogs in other <laughs> games? And the answer is generally no, actually. Really? For some reason, The Division is the one place where you can murder the dogs. Fallout. You can shoot dogs in Fallout. Oh, that would explain it. I haven't played any Fallout. Okay. You well, can kill dogs Fallout. in Skyrim? You can... I think so, yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. The dogs in Skyrim are nice, too. Yeah. They, I, like, there was no benefit to killing them. They clearly don't have rabies in Skyrim, so I never did it. What? Why not? It's like medieval times. Every dog has rabies in medieval times. No. 
No? No, because medieval is an Earth thing. They're not on Earth. Okay, but their disease is rampant. I mean, whatever time sure? period, I guess. I never got a disease. I, I, caught, I caught werewolf or whatever it is. Like in ah. I disease. became... I, I had to shoot myself at that point. <laughs> you can catch vampire. Yes. That is true. <laughs> okay, two points to you. Okay, you win. And I swear there are NPCs who are just ill. Am I wrong about this? Uh, there probably is. It's been a while since I played Skyrim. Yeah. Fortunately, there's probably a new version getting released tomorrow or something. For your toaster. Yeah. That would not surprise You can kill dogs in Minecraft. You can? Yep. They, they uh -huh. turn aggro on you if you do. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you do all the work to tame a wolf. To make it domesticated and make it your dog, and then you can kill it. That's so cruel. Well, I mean, you can attack other players, and then their dogs turn aggro to you, and then you have to kill their wolves. Well, their dogs, because their dogs, their dogs. you tame them, yeah. Yeah, all right. I still say, I still say, if you domesticate a dog and then kill it, you're a terrible person. Oh, yeah. If you befriend a dog just to put it down, you're an awful human being. Yes. Uh, you, you can kill a dog in uh, Wolfenstein 2. That makes sense. The Are they dogs. robot dogs? No, 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 no. Just regular dogs? Uh, it's a regular dog. Don't they have crazy robot dogs in that game, though? They do, but I'm not going to count those. Okay, um, good. What I'm talking about takes place in like the first five minutes, so it's kind of a spoiler. Mm -hmm. But Go basically, you kind of have flashbacks to when BJ Blazkowicz was a child, and basically your very racist father caught you with a non-white person. <laughs> right. And to As teach is him tradition as is tradition in, like, 1930s or whatever. Uh -huh. um, so to teach you a lesson, he takes you down to the basement to feed your dog and loads up a shotgun and puts it in your hands as a child. Crikey. And then so has you kill it. And you can point and shoot it at the dog if you want. This whimpering, starving dog. Wow. Brutal. Or you can point up slightly and miss, at which point he takes the gun off your hands and does it for you. That seems morally more acceptable. It's what I did, because... The, there is a difference between shooting a dog on the street that's, you know, in a viral outbreak, you know, post-apocalyptic New York, and shooting your family pet. Truth. Although, didn't we? We did. We talked about uh, Kingman. Mm -hmm. We yeah. talked about Kingman, and you were like, he should have shot the dog. Yeah. In so that instance, what? shoot the dog. Because it's a blank. What? The dog doesn't die. He doesn't know it's a blank! <laughs> That's not the point. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get into the same argument again. Let's not. No, I just don't see the difference between you shooting your family dog as BJ Blazkowicz and what's-his-face forgettable main character in Kingman shooting his dog that he has raised from being a puppy. The difference is, well, I mean, obviously context, but I would say yeah. in the Kingsman and BJ Blazkowicz, they both have roles they're aspiring to be so bj obviously a young boy probably wants to grow up to be a strong man who's the who's every young boy's probably strong adult male influence it's their father his father yes. was kind of an ass so i don't know really how he felt that there's maybe the temptation to shoot the dog and gain your father's approval which is a similar notion what happens in the kingsman yes it is so why is this different it's different 
Because B.J. Blazkowicz doesn't become a superhero by shooting the dog. He just becomes a traumatized boy. Yeah, and you don't become a superhero by shooting the dog in Kingman either. No, it's yes, you do. It's it's how you gain access to the secret club. Hey, guess what? He never shot the dog, and he got into the secret club. So where's your argument now? Ha! The woman shot the dog, and guess what? She's fine. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Have you seen Kingsman too? No. Is she not fine? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay. Okay. Good actress. Lots of talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask any questions. Nope. Good. Not a one. Mm-hmm. I guess I should probably watch it. How is it compared to the first? Like, how would... Uh, um, I, I mean, I saw the second one. And it, it's good. And, like, I really like it. But there's a lot of, oh, hey, you remember when we did this in the first one? Like, you get a lot of, like, repeat jokes. Oh, no. That just, that's not great. It, it's not repeat, like, one for one. Okay. I'll, I'll spoil... You know Elton John's in the thing, in the movie? No, I did not know that, but okay. Okay. Well, now you know in the movie. Do you know when the Danish princess goes, if you save the world, we can do it in the butthole? Uh-huh. The, I think she yeah. says bum. Does she say bum? I think she says I, bum. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I remember this. Basically, there's a scene where a guy says to Elton John, I have to go save the world now. And he goes, if you save the world, I'll give you a backstage pass. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it, it, it's very similar a joke. It's basically one for one, but it's, you know. But it's not, not a straight up repeat. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a couple times where they do that slightly too many times, I think. Mm, that's too bad. But, but how was your level of enjoyment overall? Um, I'd give it a solid eight. I, As I compared would, to Kingman 1, which is a what? A solid eight. Okay, okay. There's a couple of things I don't like about it. Like the plot basically makes no sense. It's very strange and weird. Like it's all functional, but that's makes, it. It's just there to move to the next action scene. It makes less sense than the plot of Kingman One. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. It's more Transformers, less Mission Impossible. Ooh. Ooh. Gross. All right. It, it's an action movie, front and foremost. Uh, it feels maybe twenty minutes too long and. Channing Tatum is basically in the movie for the length of the trailer that he was shown in. Channing Tatum? Yeah. Right, that's what you said. Okay. Yeah, that, is that not his name? You said Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you don't have the power of host to go back and change that after the fact. Otherwise, people Channing will miss out Tatum. on that, hel- that hilarious moment. Oh, no. You said it right. Now you can go just can splice it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. You're like a supervillain using your powers for evil. That's not evil. Making me look good is not evil. It's <laughs> That's a lot what of work. Su- supervillains always say it's a lot of work and it's not evil. By golly, I'm a good person. They always say that. The best villains think they're the good guys. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. No, the Emperor Palpatine does not think he's a good guy, but he's still a good villain. He did too. He thought he was bringing order and peace to the galaxy. No, 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 no. no. The Sith know they're bad guys. That's what makes them so great. Uh, they're lawful uh, evil. Uh, nope. Yes. Based on what? He says, I have brought order to my new empire and peace. That's what he's, he's trying going to for. sell it to the Senate. Which he then disbanded and enslaves people. He knows he's a bad guy. Who does he enslave? When does this happen? He enslaves the Wookiees. Has them build the Death Star. And then he blows up Alderaan. Spoilers. He's a bad guy. Wait, the Wookiees built the Death Star? Yeah. That wasn't in Rogue One. No. It's in the expanded universe. 
expanding the universe is dead. No, Different example. No, it no. is. They they killed it. Remember? Yes, but then they put out new books that have that. They, 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 there's okay, new so comics hold on. and stuff that are now expanded universe and canon. So Wookiees built the Death Star, but Rogue One makes no mention of it. Doesn't even show a single Wookiee enslaved building the Death Star in a movie about building the Death Star. No, it's not about building the Death Star. The Death it's Star is already is. built. It's sort you of. You see is. the final piece getting completed. And there are no Wookiees in sight. No Wookiees in sight. I, I, don't, the, I don't like this. Like, the Wookiees weren't the only labor that they had. They just happened to enslave all the Wookiees after taking over Kashyyyk at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm. All right, what else? What else evil stuff has he done? He blew up a planet. True, but only to stop the rebellion. Come to think of it, what the heck was the rebellion rebelling against exactly? The Emperor. What things did the Emperor do prior to the existence of the Rebellion that made them need to develop a Rebellion? Alright, we are getting like dangerously too close to the subreddit Empire Did Nothing Wrong. Ha! There's a reason it exists! <laughs> There's an argument to be made here. There, There is an argument to be made. But they okay, here's blew the... up a planet. They blew yes. up a planet. Yep. See, here's the problem with Star Wars. It's written so broadly that Lucas said the Emperor is evil and didn't give any supporting facts as to why he is. Okay. Let me give you some supporting facts. He's a Sith Lord, right? Nope. Nope. No, no, no. Let, let, me, let me explain. Sith Lords channel their darker emotions to draw power from the dark side. Okay, right? fine. So he's he really in touch with his anger. Yes. He intentionally tried to get Luke to turn evil. To He intentionally prodded him with a stick to make him evil to try and kill his own father. That's evil. Patricide, like, inciting patricide is an evil act. Right? So killing Darth Vader is a bad thing now. To replace him as an <laughs> apprentice. <laughs> right? I'm okay. just saying, you he, have to make a had, lot of weird arguments he, here. He had Anakin... Turn to the dark side and slaughter Padwans. Tell me that's not evil. He didn't tell him to do that. He did. Anakin did it on his own. He, but he told him to do it. He did specifically. He, yes, he says, "Go to the temple, slay all that you find," or something ridiculous like that. And then Anakin took it too far. And he then, did not intend for children to die. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's okay, fair. Well, okay, fine. If Anakin took it too far, then he abides evil, and that's just as bad. He is. Anakin sucks too. I'm just saying. Like, there's. If you're going to make the Emperor this evil dude, we need ongoing evil, oppressive stuff that's happening mm -hmm. so that we're on board with the rebellion. But Lucas just assumes we'll take it all on faith yeah. that the Emperor is a bad guy and he doesn't do a good job with it. That's my complaint. His lightsaber is red. He must be evil. Exactly. Yeah, that that right. is it. The original trilogy, there is remarkably little evidence to support <laughs> an evil empire. Right. Yep. That do, but there's still, there's still like an occupying force in the galaxy. Right? That's Someone has to be in charge. Yeah. Like, that's not, not... Okay. Just look, being, <sighs> being the biggest kid on the block doesn't mean you're inherently evil. Okay. I say from the perspective of an American. <laughs> <laughs> How many countries exactly do you guys occupy at the moment? I mean, officially you, occupy like two. How many How many countries do you officially have military bases in? Well, does that count as occupying? I don't know if it counts as occupying. I, I'm changing the question. Oh. Uh, 
I mean a bunch. I would not be surprised to hear the word all come up in the next sentence. No, absolutely not all. Give me right, a break. We don't have China or North Korea. There are, there are so many countries, no, that aren't dictatorships that say screw you. Even if you wanted to. Did you find the list? This should be easy to find. <laughs> Google has like an order result for it. It's despite recently closing hundreds of bases in Iraq and Afghanistan, the United States still maintains nearly 800 military bases in more than 70 countries. 70 countries? That's way more than I thought it was. Yeah. Tell me what I'd be surprised by. Uh, Thailand. Would you be surprised by mm -hmm. Residual from the Vietnam War, I assume. Okay. Philippines? Same thing. Australia? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. How long uh, was can you does I, it show you when it was established? No, I'm looking at a map at the moment. Okay. Uh, so at the moment they have it looks like really anyone who's just familiar with Australian geography, Alice Springs, which is basically dead middle of Australia, like right in the outback. What the what? Why on earth is there a base there? I have no idea to be honest. It's equally that, close to everyone who actually lives in Australia. Yeah. Around the rings. That's why. You don't want to play favorites. Do they do secret nuclear testing out there or something? Mm, I, I hope not. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Okay, that's odd. It's not brilliant because none of the countries are named or labeled. That's okay. We're smart. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping you are. I am. That is a surprising number in like middle of nowhere Africa too. What yeah. the what? Also middle of nowhere Canada. Why do we have bases in Nowheresville? In Greenland and yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, there are many. I mean, okay, so you got Japan, Iraq, Germany, Italy. It's like, all right, you guys were Axis powers. We still have bases there. I don't know why, but it makes sense, I guess. Mm. Right? Uh, but then all of these ones in Africa, like Ivory Coast. We have one in South Africa, which makes no sense. Mozambique's got one. Is that Botswana? Why do we have one in Botswana? <laughs> why not? I don't know. Actually, unconfirmed lily pad. Oh, okay. So that's a guess. They think there's one in Botswana, but it's not confirmed. All right. But there's a lot of like bases and then confirmed lily pads. Yes, there are a lot. That one in Canada confuses me because I am familiar with Canada. There is literally nothing particular spot in Canada. That's amazing. There's one right there. Mm -hmm. Huh. So that's a lot. That's a lot more bases than I expected yeah. there to be. Yeah. Nothing in New Zealand, though. So if you want to get away from the U.S. military, head to New Zealand. To New Zealand, which is a populated first world country. <laughs> no, the more, the more you know. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was just like three days ago. It was mm. a week ago. Yeah. I guess we might as well make this public knowledge. We might as well. So, uh, New Zealand police have a new recruitment video. It's awesome, by the way. It's it's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, it shows. New Zealand police force members performing activities such as chasing down a dog that stole someone's purse. Most of it's parkour. Mm -hmm. And then I shared it to you because I was like, man, I can't believe that they have a tracker cat. Like they have a cat on a leash tracking something down for crime investigation. Somehow. Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to train a cat to do that because cats kind of do whatever they want. Yep. And then you said to me, what was it you said to me? Like, do you have a direct quote you could give said me? So yeah, until recently, I would have been surprised that there was any kind of like a police force on New Zealand at all, because I thought for real, New Zealand, this is going to make people so mad. It was basically just like straw roofed huts on the beach. 
It's true. No one told me it was basically mini Australia with a different accent. That, that, that'll piss them off even more. Well, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I can't <laughs> dig that hole much deeper. <laughs> <laughs> and while we were yeah. playing The Division, I mentioned something to you. You did? Which it, I did. Which is, I told my New Zealand-born father this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you did. Uh, now I have a lifelong enemy. No, he took it very well. He okay. laughed. He he assumed you put down your like Bud Light beer and went back to cleaning your shotgun after that. So. Correct, I did. So he's not While wrong. While hurling racist insults. Yeah, that's the thing. The ignorant America... What am I trying to say here? Ignorant American persona or like... Stereotype? Yeah, stereotype. It's actually kind of useful that way because you can say ridiculous things and people just roll their eyes and say... So that's what I expected. Very low expectations for these these blokes. Yep. So now I know. New Zealand. It's a real country. <laughs> real country. Uh, a lot of New Zealand in my life recently. Because I, uh, I watch What We Do in the Shadows, which takes place in New Zealand. I've never heard of it. And it's by a New Zealand director, who also directed Thor Ragnarok. I watched a clip from Thor Ragnarok today. Was it with the New Zealand alien guy? Yes. Yes. I like, love that guy. I made a rocks, you know, don't be afraid. This you made a scissors. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. It's uh, his name is Oh my gosh, I'm gonna butcher this. Taika Watiti. I'm gonna go with that. Uh do you have a link you can send me so I can have a look? So it's basically a mockumentary about these uh, vampires that live in modern day New Zealand. Okay. It's hilarious. It's very good. And actually, the director stars in it. He is one of the oh, main characters, okay. one of the main vampires, too. And he's good. He's great. And then, yeah, then he did Thor Ragnarok and was. He voiced the um, rock monster guy. Crap, what is his name? I'm so racist. All rock monsters look alike to me. <laughs> uh, rock guy in Thor. Google knows. Korg. Anyway, yes, lots of New Zealand in my life recently, and I'm happy to say that my understanding and appreciation of the country has increased immensely over the last few months. It's a nice country. My uh, co-worker at work, he's from New Zealand. Came oh. over. His first time on a plane was coming to Australia like a year and a half ago. Cool. Yeah. Uh, he's a nice guy. He's like one misheard conversation being like reported to hr for sexual harassment <laughs> he has a hard time with that huh <laughs> yeah yeah fortunately i can just like yeah whatever mate but someone someone eventually is gonna overhear <laughs> unfortunately gonna he, he uh hurt his back over like i don't know a couple days ago so he has not been into work for the last three days and i've had to do it all by myself oh no and I was asked to start to do work tonight, um, and I said, nope. <laughs> I and have prior engagements. Which was this. Yep. And then my boss said, I'm not even going to ask you about tomorrow night, because tomorrow night's Star Wars. Yes, smart. Smart boss. Okay, so hold on. So somebody gets injured on the job, and they're just like, well, I guess everyone has to pick up the slack. He was not injured on the job. Oh. He was injured at home. Mm, still? I don't well, know. Is, is it a long-term thing? I mean, he threw, like, he, like uh, I'm going to try and use a bunch of words that I heard, but not remember the order they were said in. He slipped a disc or something in his back. 
Yep, that makes sense. Right. And we don't have any stuff to replace him? No, I can tell because you're working extra stuff. Yes. So, yeah, everyone, it was basically, hey, everyone pick up the slack. Which my boss was like, hey, uh, don't leave on time if this happens again. Like, because yesterday I tried to leave on time and I left like a little bit of baking, like literally maybe, I don't know, 10 trays. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. Of baking to be done by the two I see at the bakery. You'd think someone who could handle baking some stuff. And we just got new ovens, which have touchscreens, and like a, a child could like push the buttons. I saw the touchscreens when they were getting installed, and I, my first thought, my first thought was, I wonder if I could get Doom to run on that. <laughs> Can uh, you? I have no idea. It had oh. like it has like, it has no physical controls, so I couldn't like it would be touchscreen controls for first person shooter. I'm just not even going to try. I came in this morning, well, last night, and there was a shopping trolley with, like, a giant garbage bag full of all the bread that was burnt. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. You put it in, you press start, and you take it out when the timer beeps. It's not hard. How? Well, that sounds like a regular oven. How is this hard? It's not. <laughs> That's the point. It's easy. Super uh, easy. So did someone get fired? Like, no, come on, no, if you can't no, handle no. this, how do you have this job? Uh, they have that job because literally no one else would take it. Ah, you don't yeah. have unemployment problems in Australia. Well, no, they, they, they didn't want to hire anyone new, right? They literally went around to everyone in the store and was like, Hey, do you want to be second in charge of the bakery? And eventually they found someone who had never worked in a bakery before and said, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Completely logical. They offered it to me. I said, no, smart, smart, yeah. smart weed. Somehow a promotion would have given me less money. <laughs> Go figure. And more hours. <laughs> blah. Blah. Promotions are bad. Never take them. All right. So I think we're I think we're done. Are we done? I mean, do you want to squeeze in an NFL minute? Oh, we should do the NFL minute, I suppose. Just for consistency. All right. Count me down, good friend. Hold on. I want to ask you something real quick. Oh. Um, What time is it there currently? A little 10.45. Okay. Uh, I set a world clock, but I couldn't select, like, Salt Lake or anything. Like, I couldn't. So I just had to go with El Paso, because that looked like it was the same mm -hmm. time. It is. It is. El Paso's mountain time? Uh, I don't know, but it says it's 10.44. Can you do Denver? Uh, I can do, yeah, I can do Denver. That works. Yeah. I didn't realize El Paso was in mountain time. That's crazy. Yeah, well, maybe. Huh. Now I know. So much learning oh, on this podcast. Is that true? Ah. It says it's one degree in Denver at the moment. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, that's cold. It's, it's cold today. It's cold in this mountain west I live in. Three, two, one, go. Why do the good quarterbacks die young? I can't believe it. Carson Wentz went down with a torn ACL yesterday. My young quarterback for the Eagles I've been talking about for weeks now. He was so good, looking so good. Like a Ben Roethlisberger, able to evade stuff in the pocket, good arm on him too, and now he's gone. He's out for the rest of the season, and the Eagles' Super Bowl hopes are in a lot of trouble. The only reason they might still win the Super Bowl is because everybody else is looking eh as well. And a particular example of that, the Dolphins beat the Patriots today, which the Patriots have struggled with the Dolphins in the last 10 years, I'd say, of playing them. It's very strange. I don't know what it is. Even when the Dolphins are bad and the Patriots are winning Super Bowls, they could very easily drop games versus the uh, versus said Dolphins. But yeah, they beat them tonight. Go figure. 
Uh, Carolina beat Minnesota, which I'm very surprised to see just because Cam Newton has been struggling and Minnesota has been shutting down quarterbacks, but he was good. He was running more than passing, which makes a lot of sense. Cleveland lost again. They lost to Green Bay. No, what? That felt way shorter than usual. 102. Final thought. The Browns are going to go winless this year. It's going to be great. Okay. Done. (laughs) That was it. That was the final thought. Cool. (sighs) NFL. Such good times. Sure. All right. So... Unless there's anything else. I don't believe there is. Wonderful. So that's going to be it from us. This has been Falcon Paladin and Wade with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Please visit our store to buy Falcon Paladin Hour swag. Also, please consider supporting us on the Patreon. Even as little as a dollar a month would be a wonderful assist. (laughs) Right. So that's going to be it from us. And until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening. And you take care of yourself. 